0: Hello and welcome everyone to another episode of the Trady Success Academy podcast where we've assembled the experts uh of the Trading Business Panel. Welcome guys.
1: Yeah, you missed, but, you missed yeah. a real opportunity to reference this as the next episode, probably, and I know how much you love Dr. Trade. Oh, <laughs> the next episode. Kirk, Neil, a bit about next yourself. Next episode. So,
0: <laughs> favorite, favorite weekend activity?
1: Oh mate, I got back on the tools on the weekend. Impressed even myself and I thought I was pretty good before that so yeah that was good. Um, Skills out of 10? 10 out of 10? And I tried to send you a message just to remind you how good I was but it didn't actually go through which could have been good it kept my humility in tech but now I'm here telling you anyway so that backfired. Um, No but my skills were about 12 out of 10. I was elite.
0: 12 out of 10 is highly impressive. Uh, Mitch, Greg I know you guys had a, a great weekend. Want to talk us through your weekend?
2: Go, Look,
3: if by great you mean uh, on the back of a jet ski and getting thrown into a hammerhead shark, uh, then yeah, it was it was really really great.
0: Have yeah. we an actual <laughs> confirmed yeah. sighting on a hammerhead shark, or a size, or or yeah. something?
4: But fun fact: uh, hammerhead sharks apparently have one of the smallest mouths of all the shark species, so um, not real really a risk unless it's going to bite your your dick off or your pinky finger. <laughs> finger so luckily mitch was wearing pants and he had a fist fist like this so um he was safe in my book mitch
0: f- fear factor one to ten
4: well, uh let's go with 12 just like kirk's uh tool skills how's that after every single time we come off after that I was, as soon as we hit the water i'm like shark 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 and we're like sprinting back to the jet ski in the water yeah um well, good time. is
0: that Three 12s out of 10. Now, Alice, what can you bring to the table? Is there a 12 out of 10 from your weekend you'd like to bring on?
2: Listen, uh, I didn't have to r- run away from any sharks, but I did uh, whip up some spicy margarines for my sister's 30th and they were uh, 12 out of 10. Can confirm. They were delicious. <laughs> How oh, was really? the headache the next day? Um, that was also about a 12 out of 10. So. <laughs> um, yeah, not, not great, but, you know.
4: I'm just... Envisioning right now, like how do you get 12 out of 10, like filling a glass 12 out of 10? It has to be like a thick vis- viscosity. Um,
1: you're, you're chasing that positive meniscus, meniscus where you get volume exceeding the vessel. The vessel.
4: Mm. That's sort of like exactly what we've achieved Possible. here over the weekend. <laughs> what about you, Greg Crow? Uh,
0: I had a surf at the pass actually with my wife and kids, which was definitely a 12 out of 10. Uh, the waves were probably... The Wave Bank was a 12 out of 10. The size was probably a literally a 0.5 out of 10. But size doesn't matter. Uh, (laughs) So they tell me. All right, all right, all right. Now, let's get into this podcast. We are talking in and around the subject of Just Do It. Yes, we hacked the mainframe. We stole Nike's slogan. But it is a topic that comes up a lot. In, in business, uh, we are business coaches and I think we are absolutely elite at that. And I'm sure everyone here would agree with me. But guys, when we talk about just do it, right? What's the first kind of thing that comes to mind? You know, what do you think? You hear the words just do it. We hear it talking in a business sense, not a personal sense. But uh, just do it. What, is that, what well, emotions does that sort of bring up?
4: If we were to break up the phrase, it's made up of three words just and then do it. Do it. Uh, Definitely t- together, and uh, just implies that it
3: should. I've had a shit morning. Well, that's a laugh. No, you go, Mitch. <laughs> uh, I think it, I think I think we don't need to read into this one too much, guys. I think everyone gets it. I think we all get it. It means just do it. Uh, don't overcomplicate things. Don't find excuses. Just do it. Just do it. All right.
0: So I'm going to preface this with just do it. Uh, <laughs> Kirk, I know uh, one of your favorite movies is Starskin Hutch. Uh, do you want to just give us the
1: um, give us the do it? Yeah. Do it. Oh, c- come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Come, come on. Do it. Do it.
0: <laughs> yes. All right. We know what it means, uh, just to do it. And I think um, in, in a business sense, Uh, people get lost in trying to work out what to do like just to it can be such a generic statement just do it just do it just do it but when we say let's get into the what guys I've zoomed here we're on the what we're talking business we're talking um business sort of coaching what do we want people to be doing just do what come on who's got something
4: it (laughs) define it that's the trick the big one I want to shout out straight away is call prospects, like call new people. If you're not calling new people, you're not growing your business. That's mine.
1: Yeah, cool. Uh, what a, else, guys? i got a big, uh, big belief that great business people get comfortable in the uncomfortable. So identifying what's uncomfortable, go there. Yeah, and typically that's why we need people to do it because people will avoid it. They run away from things. You got to slap them in the face and say, just do it. Come on, do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, really interesting comfort in the uncomfortable, Kirk. And
0: I know you like the gym. Uh, I know you've got a six pack. I know your biceps are raging. Um, <laughs> in, in, in a group setting, in a gym setting, uh, you get so much more out of yourself than you would pushing yourself by yourself. You know? How do you feel uh, you find comfort and uncomfortable in and around a business sense? Is it getting around other people other the like-minded people or is it pushing hard by yourself or what do you think?
1: I think the, the proof is in the practice. Yeah. You have to acknowledge yourself that you, you don't like that space. It's uncomfortable because if you don't first acknowledge that, then you'll just avoid it. You'll put it on the pile of things. Oh yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that without actually going, actually, I'm running away from that. <laughs> I am desperately trying to run away from that. And um, so I think, yeah, Firstly, is acknowledging it. And then um, I liked where you were going there, like surrounding yourself with people that are doing it as well. You know, it's a hell of a lot easier to get through a workout if you watch someone else do it with you. It's a hell of a lot easier to um, navigate these uncomfortable spaces if there's someone else there doing it as well, proving to you that it can be done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Mitch, I know you like being called upon. Um, Do what? What
3: do you want people to do? the work do what it takes i i hear so often people wanting to do less too early do less you know straight away do less at some point it's just like oh look you know it's going to take this to get where you want to be and they shy away from that you know people want a pill they want a magic pill where it does it all for them and uh without sounding angry or grumpy i'm getting sick and tired of people just not doing what it takes and then then being upset because they didn't get the result that they would have got if they just did it.
4: Man, I just want to speak on this because some of the results we see, you know, in the academy from people who have applied the systems and processes into their businesses absolutely blows my mind uh, how quickly they grow. You know, it's they're, they're doing things in one year that took me six, you know, or six or seven years to figure out because what they're not doing is making all the mistakes that I made, uh, which took time and money to figure out. They're not making, um, trying to figure out what the right thing to do is, which takes time. You know, if you're doing AB split testing, or even if you're trying something new and you go six months to a year trying it and realizing that that didn't work, we got to shift direction because this idea that we had, isn't playing out with the way we thought it would. You know, these people, are. In the academy now are able to upgrade their business very fast and get these great results. And you know, it, and even still, people want it faster. But it takes work. It's always going to take work. And the people who get the best results over time are the people who are willing to work. You know, and the best results over time is like in two or three years. You don't have to work if you don't want to. You know. You know, two, three, five years, whatever it is, you can have a business that actually is fully automated and you don't have to work to earn the lifestyle that you've been looking for. But people seem to want that as soon as they start the business and it just doesn't happen that way and it never will. Like if you're a sole trader or even a small company, two, three, four, five tradesmen, you're going to be struggling to have that time because it does take work to get up to that.
0: It's interesting, Greg, uh, in our incubator program, uh, me and Kirk ran our final session. 12 weeks ago. it goes for. Unbelievable program. If you want to know more, reach out, we'll tell you. Uh, and we're talking, I was talking in and around um, the entitlement you can feel as a business owner you know, I run my business, I'm entitled to pick my kids up from school, I'm entitled to do this, I'm entitled to do this. And, um, you know, maybe for a season of, of business, you're not because your billable hours, your billable hours, your time is really valuable and important. And if it's not put into the business into those billable hours, your business can sort of crash and burn. So uh, yeah, I love uh, that kind of thinking. Alice, to you? Mm, I just what is to- it?
2: I want to build on a little bit of what Mitch said um, and also Greg's first point around, you know, call new prospects or call new leads or whatever. Um, we, we see a lot of people come through our program and they they think, you know, okay, I'm going to implement this and this and this and then things will be, you know, all breezy and great. But what we have to say is um, something like call new leads. That doesn't stop. You have to put in the work mm. consistently. Consistency is the thing that can sometimes be missing where we we never sugarcoat anything. We're not some rich, get rich quick kind of scheme you have to put in the work it's a lot of work it's hours and hours of work and it's consistent and we do have you know so many different um you know forms of information and great sessions and everything in the academy but people do need to realize that the people that get the most results are the people that just do it consistently over time always and they don't take their finger off the pulse, especially, like we said, people that are at maybe an earlier stage of business or they're, they're trying to, you know, really scale and they haven't reached that level yet. Before you get to the point of automation and you've got lots of staff um, running the business for you, there is so much work, so many hours and so much consistent commitment that goes into that.
0: I'm just watching... Uh... Kirk, (laughs) what do you want to say, Kirk, on that? I can see you nodding. Uh, I know you're thinking.
1: Well Well, well read, well read. Um, I could almost guarantee you that if a business comes to us and they've 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 experienced growth in the past but they've stalled, they've deviated from the simple stuff. They've stopped doing the stuff that made them grow in the first place and they're chasing some, you know, quick scheme like mitch and greg and alice spoke about yeah they've moved away from those fundamentals that get results because there's a level of entitlement there's a level of ego that comes into that i don't have to cold call anymore because i've got staff well yes the people that still cold call are growing faster than you yeah so those fundamentals they don't go away you don't get to a point where you put them on the shelf and like i'm i'm done that i've passed that that space. Yeah, because or, if, or if they do go away, um, someone's
0: doing them for you. They're not just not yeah, getting done. You know? Yeah, they're
1: just not, not, yeah, we haven't dropped them. Yet. Yeah. And, uh, Lin, so, Lin yeah, Lin think,
0: think,
1: sorry, you go, okay. Yeah, I think that's going to be, that'll turn up multiple times with heaps of different businesses. Yeah, we see it all the time where people go through this relatively rapid growth experience and then get frustrated because they're in a sticking point. They're like, I can't get any further. And when we look at it, they've stopped doing the things that they need to do and they're off chasing some shiny object that they think is going to make the difference. When it's the fundamentals, doesn't matter what industry you're in, the fundamentals always sing true. They're, They're tested.
4: Yep. I want to also say another scenario that we see a lot of is people have this rapid growth faster than they thought they would in business and they're like, oh, this is what I thought I needed to be free like originally, and they reach that point and they're like, sweet, I'm going to start being free. And they start dropping like Kirk was saying, and like the others were saying, they stop dropping the things that continue to make the business run. And so they start doing less time at work. They start uh, being distracted with other things. And guess what? It, it's not straight away that you notice it. It's a year or two later when you're in tax debt, when you don't have enough cash in the bank, all of a sudden you're like, holy crap, what do I do now? Situation. And you have to fire stuff and then you're thrown back in Um, because it's, you know, you create, you effectively create an illusion for yourself uh, where the, you, you, to others, you are living the life, right? But what's actually happening is your business is slowly dying because the leadership team isn't in place. Um, and I did that myself personally, where I didn't have the leadership in, in place and that's when initially I, I learned my lesson from that and I'm like, okay, I'm not gonna do that again. Um, my next move on the board is to hire an ops manager and I ended up hiring Kirk in that position you know, and, and putting him into that position where he, he was able to manage the business if I'm not fully present on it. So, but we see a lot of guys that don't have that leadership position in place and they start living the life I'm sorry, it's not time to live the life yet. You have some steps to do still. Um, don't bail out too early, otherwise you'll come crashing down.
0: You know, uh, Greg, the best fruit in the world, in my opinion, is a mango. Right? I knew
4: you were going yeah.
0: <laughs> <That was laughs> <Yes>. here. <best laughs> I
1: can see ma- that pen. A <laughs>
0: mango picked too early is disgusting. You know, oh. so something great at the wrong time can be a disaster. Um, I also want to touch with you, Mick, with well, Mitch, <laughs> Mick, Mitch. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch, um, with leads and consistency, a massive part of your um, mantra, your being, your tattoo on your lower back says leads never die. Um, I know you're passionate about that. I know it's fairly obvious, but just get some passion
3: in, just go for it. Mate, it there's, passion. there's too many points that have come up in listening to everyone talk around this, but I will get passionate about the leads never ju- die space uh just for you. Just for you. Um, I think this is one of those things. You know, we had a great session this morning uh, that Kirk did for our peak performers. And he was talking around the lead sequence, the, the follow-up sequence for leads and so forth. And you could see some people in that call being like, oh, you know, this once again it's a lot of work like doing these additional five touch points, reaching out in all these different ways. Um, and you're like, yeah, but it's a lot more work having to go and find more leads. You know, it's a lot more work sitting in the same space as where you are right now for X amount of years. You know, it's a lot more work having to just keep consistently pushing for the same thing that's already sitting in front of you. And I think there's so many different things that we can be doing. You know, when we talk about just do it, there's so many different things that we can be doing. Um, but I want to go back to Greg before. We talk around that, like, people start hunting Loch Ness. You know, start hunting the abominable snowman. You know, start searching for griffins. They're looking for things that don't exist. They're looking for those, what's the, what's the thing I can do right now that's going to really skyrocket me? And as Kirk said, you know, a lot of the time it's just a simple stuff, you know. Following up your leads is a simple thing. Getting leads is a simple thing. Getting efficiencies right and where they need to be, simple thing. You know, we could even, we could, we could call most of the things that make, make a business successful as the simple things. And if we just start doing those things, we will grow. Yeah. And then we get to the next part of that. And this is the next bit on that. Is we can't just keep doing the same in regards to volume and level. One of the quickest ways to grow is not just do it, but do more of it. You know? Oh, I talk around. Well, oh, yes. is Mitch just trying to rename the session? No, nah, I'm <laughs> not doing to more
1: of it. it. More <laughs> of it.
0: I, I loved your Mitch, I loved your peak performance session what, three or four weeks ago when you were talking in and around the, um, the pizza analogy. Well,
3: well, well, I well so you need to name the pizza before you just call it the pizza analogy.
0: Uh, well, I'm going to eat a margarita pizza. I know you're going to eat a ham and pineapple. <laughs> so what would you prefer yeah. me to call
3: it? It's the, it's the ham and pineapple pizza dilemma. Okay, you do want to run us through that. Uh, I love this from you. Uh, it talks around, you know, when it's just you at home, just by yourself, you order one pizza and it feeds you nicely. Uh, but you get a friend around Uh, you need to order a second pizza. Another friend comes over, you know what? Now you're ordering three pizzas. Yep, sure, there comes a point where you got 10 people over and maybe you're only ordering eight pizzas. But you know what? If when the second, third, fourth and fifth person came over, you still just ordered one pizza. uh, There'd be a lot of hungry people there. You know, and that's when we talk around that. It's just do it more, just do more of it. You know, these, these things that we need to do to actually achieve the heights we want, are simple in, the, in themselves. And if we just make sure that, you know what, when we want to go to the next level, we want to grow, that so we just do a little bit more of it, we get there, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. I
4: also want to speak on like straining the muscles, right? If you want to grow your muscles, you you need to strain them and they get sore. You know, you're going to get sore muscles from working hard in the gym or working hard on the big runs or whatever it is. You get sore. But you don't let that soreness stop you from training if you want to grow over time. And again, with training, it takes consistency. You can't go to the gym once and hurt your muscle. And, oh, fuck, that hurt too much, I'm not doing it anymore. But we see that in business all the time. People put, put in a lead generation system or they really start pushing or calling new high value clients and it overwhelms them and they get busy at work and they don't make the right moves at the right time and they get stressed you know, physically and mentally And then they stop doing it because they might have had some trauma from that, you know, overworking. Uh, But there's things you can do to help, you know, lift the weight. And that's when you can hire someone to lift the weight and you have someone on both sides of the bars or get someone to spot you, you know, supporting you in doing that. So I just wanted to say, you know, anything that grows requires some level of stress. And when you manage the stress well, through you know growth strategies, and we teach those at the Academy, then you're able to scale up and the business will create you know, the time that you're looking for and the profit.: hey, Interesting, something. Greg, I'm
0: going to solve this in a diagram in a second. Right? you're going to see this happen before your eyes. But um, I do want to flag there's something really important called the critical pathway, right? And for me, when it says just do the what, it's do what's critical. Not what's good, not what's a great idea, not what's an excellent idea, but what is absolutely critical. If you take a bathroom renovation, for instance, we're talking in and around to trade's here. So let's talk bathroom renovation. We're talking there is a disconnect of services to make it safe. Then there's a demo. Then there's a reframe. Then there's a rough in. Then there's a sheet. Then there's a tile bed or sorry, waterproofing. Get the critical pathway right, <laughs> tile bed, then tiles, then services fit off, then all that kind of stuff, painted, tested, and commissioned, right? It cannot happen outside that order. If you try to waterproof too early, you would shoot yourself in the foot. So commonly, and let me go up here to here. All right, commonly, this is the leads equals more work equals more staff equals more freedom, right? Yep. So, and, and Greg, you touched this before, on this before. Let me move this over so we can do this. A lot of people um, reject this, right? Once they start getting busy, this leads goes, goes over here somewhere. I'm too busy for this, right? Let me just preface this. If you don't like doing the same thing regularly, you're not going to enjoy life, right? <laughs> I had dinner three nights ago. I don't need dinner. I had a ham and pineapple pizza two weeks ago. I don't need it. I slept, I slept last week. I did not need to sleep. You need to find more leads. Why? Because they lead to more work. And so often, Greg, and I'd love to hear you on this because I know you're passionate about the ceilings. So often, people find the more work and then they stop chasing the leads and they get busy. And they confuse the next step for more staff with stopping. So they get stuck and stopped when really it was an opportunity. Greg, thoughts around this? Yeah,
4: it is, it is stopping, but it's it's not easily recognizable because people go from working hard, busy, busy, busy. They feel busy as an individual chasing work. Then the work comes in, they convert. Then they're busy on the tools, busy, busy, busy. So. At no point is this business owner not busy. They are always busy. But sometimes they're stressed and and driven reactively because they have no work, hence they're working on leads. And then they're too busy, so they're working on the work. They're going out doing whatever trade you are, the work side of it, you know, the delivery. And then it's just this cycle of too busy, not busy enough, too busy, not busy enough. Yeah, you get
0: caught in this consistent loop, (laughs) right? Yeah. And then yeah, it affects the
4: yeah, and it affects your confidence because you're like lucky I didn't put someone else on because we didn't have work the next week, but it's because you haven't continued to be consistent with the things you know in the business yeah. that need to be consistent with.
0: And just to confront lead generation head on, right? Uh, picture it like a car park. At every level of business, um, it's going to look similar, right? Like a car park. You're on the red level, the blue level, the itchy lot, the scratchy lot, right? It's going to look very, very similar. You need to consistently be putting in the hard work for lead generation. So guys, don't mistake um, too much work. Don't stop there. We need to get um, more staff on, right? Because we can't handle it. And to do the math simply, we are just one person. If you're by yourself in the business, you'll get 40, 50, 60 hours out of a week, you know? But you've got 10 staff, you can get four, five, 600 hours out of the week. Why? Simply because someone else is doing the work for you. It's an asset mentality like we spoke about last week. But all right, guys, we've defined the what, right? We've got what to do. Call new people, find comfort in the uncomfortable, do the work, do whatever it takes, um, consistently find those leads, grow and growth and work on your critical pathway, right? Now let's go into here. (laughs) Excuses. Let's land this plane here just for a little bit just to see how it feels, right? Excuses. What are some common problems that people come up with or excuses? Let's go. Why I want to do the work. Too busy. Too busy. Too busy. Who has heard that one before? Too busy.
3: I I heard a good one actually uh, last week. We're not going to mention names, uh, but I would rather sunbake. Heard that. All right. Um,
4: I've never heard that
3: one. I do,
4: I do like sunbaking, though. Don't get me wrong. I do yeah. enjoy a good sunbake.
0: I mean, let's just, um, let's say there's a first for everything, and that's next, a good excuse. The dog ate my homework. I'd rather be sunbaking.
4: Next to that too busy, it's not enough time. Hand in yes,
0: hand. yes.
4: Not enough. I'm sorry, but you can't create more time. The time is what it is.
0: Uh, You know, what's interesting, Uh, we're doing a house renovation this year, and the builder sent me a message last night, and this one sentence just stuck out to me, and it said this, the time is nigh, the time is here, the time has come, (laughs) (laughs) it's just like, let's do it, it's the right time, when's the right time to have a baby, when's the right time to buy a house, when's the right time to do this, there's no right time, you got to do it, you got to make it happen. Um, yeah. anything else any excuses commonly heard um stuff
2: i'd say one i don't want to say that this is an excuse as such but i'll put it in this category um just that really really strong overwhelm when people are so overwhelmed and they just can't do it it's too much borderline burnout point um overwhelm
0: yeah, yeah so overwhelm stress plus fatigue united session um, last Thursday night on our mastermind level, uh, which is a free sign-up if you want to jump in, uh, put the link somewhere, but on time management and how a lack of calendar, we'll get to this in the solution section next, but a lack of calendar, a lack of uh, managing your time or taking control of your time can lead to overwhelm, can lead to stress and can lead to fatigue. Uh, Greg, I know that's an area you're really passionate about, um, that sort of mental health and, mm. and looking on, people looking after themselves um, what would you say to someone who was currently listening to this podcast and currently thinking, wow, that's me. I'm overwhelmed, I'm stressed, and I'm feeling tired.
4: I think first of all, it's admitting that you are. That's a big thing, with the industry majority being men, and uh through genetically and historically through our evolution being a hunter-gatherer, you know, I uh, sorry, a hunter of the the family. And uh, it's in our genetics to work and it's really hard to, for us as men to be vulnerable. And it's especially, I feel like in Australia it is, it's sort of to, to show that you're struggling is a, a sign of weakness, which it's not. And actually being reflective on who, how you are enables growth. It enables you to be real with yourself in the sense that now you can welcome growth in. You can learn from others. The ego needs to be let go. And once we admit that we can and are be in that state, um, then we can start to work on it. And a lot of the time, uh, I think the overwhelm comes from just having too much in the head. Um, But I just want to point people to that. You know, if you're not a member already, if you are a member, guys, go to the Mastermind and check out my session on Asana in the Mastermind and also Greg's on Calendar and Task Management, because those videos there enable you to take control of everything that's happening with you and prioritize. We talk about the prioritization matrix in there. Um, A lot of people just keep everything in their head. And when it's in your head, everything is urgent and feels like it needs to be done today. And that's why you feel like you're always falling behind every day. But that falling behind feeling is just lack of prioritization and awareness. So um, I wanna point everyone to go check that out.
0: Yeah, I love that. Anyone else got anything? On and yeah. around
1: excuses. Yeah, Kirk, here we go. It's going to be a bit, bit weird, I think, but um, I'm scared. I'm not. scared. Yeah, fear. Because the amount of times people have the right conditions for growth and they miss their opportunity because they were stuck in their own head, Yeah, I'm scared. What if this doesn't work? What if that happens? What if this happens? And they create a million what-ifs and it paralyzes them. They don't take that opportunity to break through that ceiling and grow. So I think I'm scared is a big excuse. Yeah, they people present a whole heap of what-ifs and don't get me wrong. It's good to anticipate potential problems, but I'm a big believer that you shouldn't build a problem that doesn't exist yet either. So anticipate the problem might happen and have a contingency plan should it but don't build a problem in as an obstacle to getting somewhere else until Mm -hmm. it's actually a problem. Yeah. Think about a contingency plan, but don't let that put the brakes on anything for you. So yeah, I'm scared. I run out of money. I'm scared. I'll run out of work. I'm scared. I'll put this person on
4: and then I won't have any work for them. I'm scared. They'll say no. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Huge one. Rejection. Rejection. Maybe it's like, you can't really um, say here excuses I have a big ego because no one's going to really love to admit that, or I'm insecure. (laughs) But uh, but we can put it there: Uh, ego and insecurity, and um, you know, I guess what was that one you just mentioned then, Greg? It's just
4: fear of rejection and fear of failure as a big one as well.
0: Fear of rejection, Um, real things. Fear of rejection, fear of failure, Um, huge things that come into maybe not an excuse that you're going to necessarily verbalize to everyone, but something you might have to verbalize to yourself, you know. Um, and Kirk, we did a really good session on this, uh, in our people performer session in and around that. If you're going to come up with fear, what ifs, you know, in a negative sense, then you've got to flip that and come up with what ifs in the positive sense. And just to throw an example out there, real-time example, um, people are, I'm scared to employ someone. And everyone looks at employing someone like a tradesman, like it's going to cost them $2,000 a week. And I get that that's going to cost you $2,000 a week, but what about when you're billing $4,000 a week? You know, So if you're going to go into the negative, let's go into the positive. What about when you're billing $4,000 a week and you're making an extra $2,000 a week? What if when you've got about, what if you've got that extra 40 hours of someone doing the site work and you can handle the off the ball work at the lead gen, uh, more answering phone calls, getting back to quotes on time? Like staff should actually release you and be a blessing to your business, not a curse. And if you're going to go hardcore negative i think you've also got to you owe it to yourself to go hardcore positive Mm. all right what's the worst that can happen what's the best that can happen probably somewhere in the middle is where it's going to land
3: you know it's that risk versus reward mentality you know people have to get to that point where sure when they when they think about rewards they have to think of the the risks what come from that but also when they think of the risks what are the rewards that can that can arrive and we focus heavily on that when we are actually working out with people what should they be working on in their business? You know, what is the risk that could come from doing this and also from not doing this? What's the reward that's going to arise? Um, and that's mm. something I'd encourage everyone to do is next time you, you hear that voice going in your head, you, you do exactly what you just said. You, you say to yourself, great, what's the reward? What's the reward that could come from putting another staff member on? You know, what's the pluses? Mm.
4: Yeah, I, I just just want to just quickly jump in, Greg. Um, yeah. I just want everyone to know as well, having these excuses doesn't make you a bad person. I have had all of those excuses and still have those excuses today sometimes. So it's about being aware enough that you can identify that's what's happening with you. And because there's going to be different environmental situations as a business owner, as you grow, as your team flexes, as a staff member leaves, that are going to throw curveballs at you. And you're just going to have to sit down and go what excuses am I telling myself and be okay with having those you know and and actually writing those down and going okay so how can i how can i work past this what frame of mind do i need to sit in to make this okay and i think the big fear of rejection and fear of failure thing is just redefining what rejection and failure is to you you know if it's talking about calling high value prospects and you're scared that they're going to tell you no to your face let's just redefine it and just say it's not no it's just not right now you know and so we can continue to follow up the leads because leads never die.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah. And every if, one of those excuses. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every one of those excuses is valid. Like yeah. it's a real thing. It's not mm-hmm. something that's that shouldn't exist. It's not a weakness. Um, I've got a strength. Got another one, but being aware of it. I've heard it a few times. It's too hard. It's too hard. Oh yeah, I hear yeah. that one a lot. Actually, it's too hard, and that, that's a real tough one because. There's a lot of external factors that creep into the equation that control your appetite for hard work. Now, I could ask anyone. I could run through my phone and call anyone and go, tell me, Adam, what is your appetite for hard work? And most people will be like, bring it on. I love hard work. I love working hard. And I'm like, yeah, that's a great idealistic character to have, but there's different phases that you'll go through in life and in business where that same hard work becomes too hard to do. Mm. So this becomes an excuse for you to put it on the shelf, walk away from it, run away from it in some aspects, and circle back around. Hopefully, when you've got, you know, the a, a bigger capacity for that hard work. But I think that's there's the appetite for hard work and appetite for risk, which comes into I'm scared. Yeah, that's a risk. Yeah, there's a risk of something not happening. I think those two qualities—if you can touch base with yourself and know where you sit as far as appetite for hard work and appetite for risk right now—that will indicate whether or not you're going to grow in the next three months as a person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you have too much on your plate, you need to be able to come back and say, "Like, I have an appetite for hard work, and I have a—you know—I'm feeling quite um, open." To some risk opportunities here that are going to bring me great growth. <sighs> yeah. yeah. So for me, those two key drivers. If someone came to me and said, "I have a massive appetite for hard work and I have got a reasonable appetite for risk," I'm like, "We're going to have a good. We're going to have a good run." Yeah, Strap yourself in.
0: Love that. All right. Um, strap yourself in and just do it. As I said before, we've gone through the what, guys. What just do it is. We've gone through some common excuses, and now we really want to look at uh, in and around some solutions because the reality is um, it's not all doom and gloom out there. And I just want to throw out uh, my first solution is get help or ask for help. You know, we sit here as a coaching platform. We've got three levels. We've got our mastermind level. We've got our incubator program, which is an absolute must do 12 week crash course in business that will be so beneficial for, for anyone for at any, any stage of business. Yeah. Um, we've also got our peak performance program, which is Unbelievable! We're seeing some absolutely incredible results in and around our members. So I'm going to say, um, touch base on what, what Greg said before. There's, you've got to get help. You know, it's so often we see um, we see people come in and and they go, I don't know how to run a business, and of course you don't. You you're not trained, you're untrained, uneducated, and um, you don't know what to do because it takes all this work to get a license or like a trade license on site and off site. But to run a business, all you need is an ABN. So the training is not there and that's why we exist because we want to exactly what Greg said before. We want to make sure that people learn in, in one month what we learn in 10 years. We want to fast track that process towards freedom, which is essentially more time and more money. So my one is going to be in here, uh, ask and get help.
4: Yeah, just lever- leveraging off that as well. You know, I think it's creating awareness around your situation and it's not necessarily like, you need help. Like it's the stigmatized. you need, you need some help. Like it doesn't mean you've got a problem. A lot of the guys that come into our programs are actually highly successful already. And we hone those skills. We actually enable them to be surrounded by other people's doing things differently where they can learn from each other, you know, learning from a network of people who are doing similar things to them, but different. And then that's what helps bridge the gaps and make things happen so much faster so you don't need to be at the point where i'm like holy shit, i'm really struggling i don't know if i can do this anymore to come in to the academy for instance or any other i don't care where you go you know i really just want you to do the best in business that you possibly can um and surrounding yourself with like-minded people not buddies not the friends that are you know um trying business as well i mean Getting and surrounding yourself with people who are doing elite things, you know, who are living your ideal life now, try and find those people and learn from them. That's why I'm so passionate about just giving back everything I know and all of the guys here, all of our coaches, all of our support team are so passionate about just being an open book to you guys because we want you to be successful. And I personally don't want you to feel what I felt scaling my business, which was so so hard so devastating sometimes because i didn't have any support you know i couldn't bounce off people and um and as you grow your business there's different challenges you're going to face at different levels which is disappointing when we see people sort of give up on their business when they're not they're nearly there but they're not really and then they come back a couple of years later like it's all gone to fucking shit so um really encourage you guys to come in and and let us help you you know, grow your business. It would be awesome to see you there.
0: Yeah. Uh, Kirk, Mitch, Alice?
2: Yeah. um, I've got something to add. I think that um, one of the big, uh, this is a bit of an overarching sort of solution, but um, sort of touches on what we were speaking about before around the mental health sort of stuff um, and just, the whole idea of acknowledging what's going on, uh, maybe acknowledging all those excuses. Maybe some of them are excuses, some of them are not so much excuses, but it's happening, it's real. Um, maybe acknowledging when you are procrastinating. Yeah, and you're not just getting in and doing the work. Yeah, you know you know what your priorities are, but you're not doing it. You're putting that work off. You're putting things off because you're avoiding it because things are getting too hard. Whatever it might be, um, whatever is going on in your world, and you're too busy. You're you're too stressed. You're um, you're avoiding the most crucial things, um, or you might just be feeling overwhelmed. And yeah, really. Um, full of anxiety and stresses, but whatever it might be, acknowledging what's going on so that you can actually tackle it, not avoiding it. Um, Again, big sort of broad idea in terms of a solution, but I think that that is probably the first step to actually acknowledge what headspace you're in and what's happening.
4: Love it. (laughs) Yeah, I think journaling, guys, like massive advocate of journaling, uh, just writing out your thoughts. It really slows down the process. Pen and paper, just slow it down. You know, you're always thinking so fast and so overwhelmed in your own mind, actually writing with a pen and paper, everything that's happening with you right now, you know, and I, and reflecting on the day, you know, just reflecting on how did I perform today? Was I procrastinating? Could have I done more of what's, you know, stopping me from growing? What fears did I have today? What's holding me back? Just being honest with yourself enables your growth.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kirk. Yeah. I've got two things, discipline and accountability. Um, if you were to take, say, look at a, an Olympic athlete, it takes incredible discipline to be able to train and do the same stuff, the same fundamental stuff over and over and over again to get to that elite level of performance. Yeah, plus they surround themselves with a coaching team that holds them accountable to actually achieving stuff. Yeah. Um, the beautiful thing about that is, that is exactly what our peak performance program was designed to facilitate for our members. Yes, that accountability. Um, and sometimes you have to ask yourself, Chloe. I know you love this this statement as well. Uh, would you have hired yourself this week? You know, if there was a boss above you, it's a burden and a curse. Sometimes being a business owner, a blessing and a curse. Sorry, blessing and a curse. And it's a blessing that yeah, you're a, you don't have to conform to anyone else's you know timeline or or task list list but equally sometimes you need to be able to head check yourself to make sure you are doing the important stuff because there isn't that person that sits above reflecting looking at what you're producing as far as an outcome is concerned and going hey i think you can do better here i think that you're taking the piss a bit here mm. i think that there's an opportunity if you actually focused to get way more out of yourself and without that third party looking in i think it's very hard for most people to get to that point that's why you look at say elite athletes in any field they all have coaches for that reason because you can turn up and produce what your best is but you need that third party to be able to to really dial in on that where are those weaknesses and how do we improve them so i think that's they're two really fundamental things if you were to work on and these are skills that are that you can develop and cultivate over time. But if you were to work on your discipline and your accountability, I don't see your life going backwards. Yep. I only see better things for you in all Agreed. aspects of life.
3: Agreed. Love that. Um, Mitch? Um, me and Greg were talking about this one uh, actually yesterday. And it's, it's that business owner's curses as Kirk just brought up. And it's that output equals input. Yep. Especially in the beginning, you know, me and Greg, were talking around the different businesses that we've been through and had over the last, you know, X amount of years. And for myself, not one of those businesses has started with me not working hundred plus hours a week, you know, because I understood that if I can put in 50 hours a week at the start, I'll get X result. But if I put in a hundred hours a week at the start, I'm going to get two X result. I'm going to get to that final destination quicker. And You you guys know me, you know, it's a big part of what I talk around. Um, I'm always trying to push the guys to just get ahead, to do what needs to be done right now so that in a year, two, three, whatever years it is, that they are living a far greater life than they uh, could have ever envisioned and definitely greater than what they have right now. And I'm just a massive advocate for put in the work, do what you need to do, work your ass off at the start. You know, we we hear those excuses. They're all back there. Um, I'd rather do X and Y. I committed to do this. You know, I can't be whatever. Um, All those, they're they're all real excuses. But at the end of the day, we have to learn to get out of our own way. We have to learn to be able to acknowledge what's going on and what's going wrong and where our uh, lackings are currently sitting in ourselves and in the business. And with that said, most of the time it is something internally. It's something that we're struggling with. It's something that we aren't at the level where we need to be at to actually get to where we need to go. You know, I, I implore everyone to educate yourselves to really work deep with yourself, to work on yourself, you know, and start pushing and understanding that it's not all fun. It's going to hurt. It's going to be tough. And if you want to get to the top, it'll work really hard to get there.
0: Hundred nothing good comes easy. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up with this. What's the solution? Let's go back here. This is the solution. (laughs) Just do it. Do what we've showed you over here, right? Got excuses? We're not going to let them fly in our academy. What's the solution? Systems, structures, processes are Mm. greater than people, We love people. We value people. Don't get me wrong. We love that. But we will set up the systems and structures and process for you to have an automated business when you can scale, when you can sell, when you can grow, when you can go on holidays and still be generating that passive income and that asset business. Let us help you as partner with you to create that. Uh, Thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks for coming. Um, We're doing this all the time. This is the Trading Business Panel of elite coaches at the Trading Success Academy. So thanks so much for hanging out. Thanks to the coaches. Thanks, everyone.
2: Nice. Thanks, guys. Thank you, guys. Yeah.
4: And, uh, right, guys. We'll see you. All right, See you soon. See you, Legends. Bye-bye. Yeah. So if you're loving the podcast, please share with your friends, anyone that's thinking about starting a tradie business or got a large trading business. We help everyone from startup all the way up to million dollar plus months. We'd love to help you too. And lastly, it would mean a lot if you could leave a review on the player that you're listening to this on. It helps us get it out there and help more tradies in business perform better and create better lives for themselves.